Praise the Lord. Welcome. How many of you are excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning to give God some praise? Worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning.
Come on, let's lift up our hands, lift up our voices. Magnify the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. 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 Holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy, holy. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Jesus. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All I can do is cry. <laughs> Come on, somebody reach I can out to feel it right the now. Of your glory. I can feel the weight of your glory. All I can do is cry. Lift up your hand right now. Represent that need. Represent that need all across this house. Hallelujah. Go ahead and speak it out loud right now. We're making our requests known unto God. We're casting our cares on Him for He careth for us. Now let's lift our voices. Lift our hearts. Let's call upon the name of the Lord together. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Pray. Lift your voice right now. Lift your voice unto the Lord right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every need that's gathered in this house right now. God, that you would touch, that you would minister, that you would pour out your spirit in our lives, that you would heal, that you would deliver, that you would set free. God, that you would do a work in our lives right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for your presence that we feel in this house. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. Thank you that you're able to exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or even think of 
according to the power that worketh in us. And I pray your blessing. I pray your strength. I pray you to minister in this place this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. All I can do is cry holy. Holy. slip your hand up on the shoulder of the person next to you maybe join hands with them pray for them right now that the Lord would help the Lord would strengthen the Lord would meet needs right now in the name of Jesus God right now touch every heart touch every need Lord touch every life God draws near to you I pray us closer to you I pray Lord help us and minister to us right where we are lift up faith I pray lift up faith Lord lift up faith lift up faith Lord hallelujah 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 now turn it to praise if you would turn it to praise hallelujah oh. hallelujah touch of the Lord in the house this morning. God bless you richly. Why don't you turn to at least two or three people, high fives, fist bumps, tell somebody you're glad to see them this wonderful morning. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to start off by saying thank you to all those that that um, took part in the gift cards. Somebody say, Amen. took part in, in gift cards or money or cards or, or gifts for my birthday last week. God bless you. Thank you so much for, for your thoughtfulness. And we are forever thankful to the people of God and, and for blessing us and blessing my family. God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I do want to mention as well that today is small group signups. Today is small group signups, and 
and uh, uh, several good groups this semester, different different uh, selections and, and such, and there's a group for every night. You say, well, I only have Tuesday nights available. Well, there's one on Tuesday night. There's one on Monday night. There's one on Wednesday night. There's one on Thursday night. There's one on Friday night. There's one on Saturday, and uh, hopefully you can find something that that fits you and, and fits your schedule and, and come and do life with us. And, and small groups are, are, are a part of, of what we do here at Christian Life. And, and uh, if, if you don't, uh, uh, all the signups are online this semester for this fall semester. We are signing up electronically. The QR code up there, if you would point your phone to that and it'll take you directly there. Or you can go to clcsugarland.com and, and sign up for, for whatever fits. And uh, some of the groups are, are repeats of what we've done in the past. And then, then there are several new ones this semester, a lot of Bible groups, a lot of Bible study groups, if that's your thing. Now, the thing is, whatever the group may be is not the, is not the point. Now, the, the, the group subject gets you there, but the actuality, what we're doing as group is, is we're connecting one with another. We're connecting one with another so that we can eventually take off that mass and we can minister one to another right right where we are and if it takes volleyball if it takes walking if it takes if it takes end time if it takes specific bible study if it takes foundational bible study groups if it takes prayer whatever it takes in doing that that's where we want to get you if it takes parenting if it takes ladies group whatever it takes if it takes walking walking your dogs together in the park whatever it takes we're trying to get you to connect with someone else in such a manner that you'll take off the mask and say this is who i am this is what I struggle with, and then we can, they can minister one to another and uh, be connected with each other and pray for one another that you, may be, that you may be healed. Sometimes folks miss that, that that's the reason for our groups. The groups aren't necessarily for the subject. The subject's what gather, gathers us together, but the groups are for connecting. It's our belong portion of our mission and of our vision. God bless you, so go online. Go online and sign up for one of these one of these great groups, and as I said, there's a great selection, a great selection, so you should be able to find something that fits your schedule and fits your, fits your likes and desires. I do want to make mention one of the new ones is the Thursday morning prayer. So we did 21 days of prayer just closing out after in August, and, and for those of you that, that have never been in a group or, or, or whatever, we encourage you to get in in any of the groups, but but prayer on that Thursday morning is something, it's almost a continuation from what we did in the 21 days of prayer. Some of the, some of the folks that actually attended those 21 days of prayer may not be uh, electronically savvy or, or whatever. So 7 to 8 on Thursday, 7 to 8 on Thursday morning will be prayer and it will be the small group on prayer right here. God bless you. Somebody say amen. If you have to give today, you can give by way of cash or check in the offering bucket. You can also give online, clcsugarland.com. You can also text to give at 281-612-7707. And God loveth the cheerful giver. Can you stand back to your feet this morning? We're going to dismiss the children to go to their respective classes. Now, the, the junior high class will meet. It was scheduled to meet in the 9 a.m. We will not do this ever again. If it's scheduled to meet on the, on the time, that's when we'll meet. But they're going to meet in this 11 a.m., Next week, it will be in the 9 a.m. Doesn't matter if you come or not, it's 9 a.m. It will not be the 11 a.m. It will not be the 11 a.m. next week. So 9 a.m. is when it is next week. God bless you. So kids are gone, everybody else right here, and you may be seated.
sign up for a small group <clears throat> today. I made mention in the 9 a.m. service, which was a great service, a wonderful, wonderful move of, of God, and, and people responded well to, to the preached word. So this is a subject that uh, a lot of people deal with in their life, whether you're dealing with it right now or not, maybe, you know, is immaterial. At some point in your life, you have dealt with this. And uh, we're going to talk about stress, stress this morning. I, I made mention that the last several Sundays, we've been kind of geared up, trying to build faith, you know, miraculous, God at work, God making something out of nothing, doing anything in, in your life, and, and, and God has been good, and, and, and services have been great, but today we're going to slow down a little bit, slow down a little bit, and be more teachy, and uh, be more practical, and practical application to your life, and, and that's needed sometimes. Somebody say Amen. Sometimes you slow down and, 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 and look a little deeper. I, 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 like, I like church. I like high-geared church. I like faith building. And, uh, but at the same time, there's times when you need practical stuff. It can't just be, you know, running and jumping on Sunday and then Monday comes and life shows up. You've got to have something that can carry you through on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday. Uh, I, I don't like going to church and saying, oh, you know, go to a service and was, was church good? Oh, man, it was great. It was awesome. It was awesome. Well, what was it about? Uh... You, you've been there, right? Uh, and you, you can't even, you certainly can't tell the title, and you certainly can't tell any of the points of the message, and I don't know, but it was good, right? And, uh, uh, you know, we don't want that. We want, we want to be able to not only bring faith and, and an uplifting message, but we, wanna, we want some, to give you something that will carry you through Monday and through Tuesday and through Wednesday. When life shows up, when life shows up, you need some practical principles from God's word to apply to your life to carry you through every single day. Could we give the Lord another hand clap of praise? So this morning, the solution for stress. Anybody here, I don't want you to answer the question that you might be stressed out right now. You may be up to your ears, up to your eyeballs in stress for all I know. So don't, don't raise your hand if that's you. <laughs> Even though a few already have raised their hand. Uh, if you've had stress in your life ever, let me see your hand. If you've ever dealt with stress in your life, that's pretty much it about everybody. And, and, and when you have stress or when you're fed up with stress or when you're at the point of, of you don't know what to do, what do you want, what do you want it to do? Just go away. Right? You just want it to leave. You just want it to, to be done. And, and, and if something is bad and, and, and in your life, most of the time you want the opposite, right? You, you want the opposite of what's going on. So, so, so just for, for fun here, stress, stressed, stressed, E-D, spelled backwards, is what? Desserts. Desserts. So if you want the opposite of stress in your life, order a lot of desserts. <laughs> so that's just, that's, I got a little better uh, response in the first service, but, but that's, uh, that, that always happens. Why are we under stress? Why are we under stress? So much anxiety, so much stress, so much pressure. Why? Why is that? Top three factors Top three factors, and you may already know, is money, is work, and is family. 
Money, work, and family are the top three factors in stress. And, and then in the day that we live in, you throw in an inflation. Inflation and stuff is, prices have skyrocketed. Prices are a whole lot more than what they, than what they used to be. And then you, you throw in the moral decline of society. And it just adds to stressful Stressful factors in your life. So, so what you want to hear is a message, and in some type of message like this, is something that would make it all go away. Anybody agree? Anybody believe me? Something that would just, just make it, make it be done, make it be gone, make it be not here anymore. And and you need to know up front, and this may not be an encouraging statement, but but I want you to stay with me and allow it to be an encouraging statement. But what you need to know up front is that God never promises that it'll just go away. He's never promises that the things in life that are causing you stress are just going to go away. But rather, what he is promising you today and what his word promises us is that he'll give you the ability to stand under it. Even when the pressures of life are pushing you down, God will give you the strength. He'll give you the strength to be able to bear it. Somebody say hallelujah. The definition of stress is when the pressure, when pressure is exerted on some object to the point that it begins, that it begins to break. Now let me say that again and get a mental picture of this. Stress is when pressure is exerted upon an object uh, until it until it uh, begins to break. It's 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 like an. Uh, uh, how many of you guys have have these folding chairs that you can put up in your in your trunk or your car or your hatchback and you know if you go to a park or if you go to a ball game a kid's ball game or whatever you get that chair out and, and you sit in it's a whole lot more comfortable than bleachers right let me see your hands if you've got those okay now they used to have these chairs that were about 4.99 you just pick them up at academy or at walmart those things with inflation i don't know that they exist anymore can you buy one for $4.99 anymore? I haven't seen them for $4.99 anymore. But what they've done, we still have some of those kind of chairs. Over time, those chairs wear out. Those cheap ones, they kind of wear out. The, the, the little hinges on them kind of break, and, and, and the little pockets that they had to put your cups in. We've got one that's it's blue. Uh, Andrew took it yesterday wherever they went, and, and the cup holder, it was completely gone. Where you put a cup down, it would just fall straight through to the ground. And, and I know the hinges there. Sometimes you have, to, you have to put the pole into the hinge because somehow it broke off, and it got old. Now they got those $50, $60 chairs. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The $50 or $60 ones and man they fold up really easy they're quite a bit heavier but when you sit in them you're like in your living room amen amen but I remember I remember when Caitlin was small I don't know she was two or three four years old you know, we had the big chairs that fit an adult that, 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 that you were able and she had this little bitty pink chair anybody know what I'm talking about you know it fold up and it come back out and it, it's this little bitty chair well if we as adults would sit in that little bar, I think it was a Barbie chair, little pink Barbie chair, if we was to sit in that little bitty thing, you know what it would do? It would break. Why? Because the capacity of that thing was probably 20 pounds, maybe 30 pounds. It's small. It's, it's not built to be able to take the pressure or the weight of someone that was much bigger. 
It was built for something or, or an individual that's quite a bit smaller. So it's weight capacity, maybe 20 pounds. So if you put a 180, 200-pound person in it, what happens? That thing just crumbles. It just bends. It breaks at the joints. Those little metal bars just bend. They fold. They crack underneath the pressure. So what stress is, is when the pressure gets greater than the capacity for a thing. The pressure gets greater than the capacity that it's able to hold, and therefore, stress takes place. It's a stress, a stress that happens on those joints or a stress that happens on those poles, and they bend and they break. If you have something on your life and you cannot handle it, you begin to crack underneath the pressure. You begin to bend underneath the pressure because you do not have the capacity to be able to hold that much pressure. The bad news is is, folks, uh, the bad news is, uh, is that uh, the pressure may not change. Somebody say hallelujah. The pressure may not change. Uh, the pressures of life uh, aren't going anywhere. If you're expecting that message, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have it. Uh, in this life, you will have tribulation. In this life, there will be problems. Uh, there will be pressure that comes into your life. But Jesus says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Why don't you put your hands together and clap to the Lord? What I can give you is a way for you to increase uh, the capacity or your capacity so that you can handle the pressure better. Because the pressures of this life, they may or may not change. You may be going through the same stuff next week that you went through last week. But what you need as an individual is to uh, increase your capacity to be able to handle it, to be able to be underneath all that stress and pressure and not crumble and not bend and not crack but be able to stand firm and exist and not just exist but to survive so we'll look briefly into two stories one in old testament and one in the new testament in the old testament moses is leading the nation out of egypt and they follow god they follow they go wherever god tells them they lead wherever god leads that's where they follow cloud of a cloud by day pillar of fire by by night and and as that moves they move with god and and when it stops and, and when there was no cloud or it wasn't moving or the pillar of fire stopped they they stopped and and, and when they'd stopped and they camped uh, the people were lining up for moses they were lining up with their problems, and they were lining up and, and telling him this and telling him that. And Moses, his father-in-law, comes to him in Exodus chapter 18, verse 17 and 18. Moses' father-in-law said to him, what, are, what you are doing is not good. He said, what you're doing is not good. He, he said, you won't get a change if you keep doing what you're doing. You got all this stuff on you. You got all this pressure on you. Nothing is going to change if you continue doing what you're doing. He says, you and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it by yourself. You are not able to do it alone. He doesn't remove the pressure, but he gives him a better way to deal with the pressure. A few verses down, verse number 23 of Exodus 18. And the most important word here is the very first word in that scripture. If, 
And a lot of people, they'll get the solution. They'll get some steps. They'll get some, some answers, but they don't apply them. They don't, they don't make it happen in their life. They don't apply it to their life. He says, if you do this. If you do this, God will direct you. You'll be able to endure. And all these people also will go to their place in peace. Now, the opposite of stress really is peace. It's not desserts. Somebody say amen. Peace is what we want. We don't want all this stress. We want some peace, the peace of God in our lives. And he's saying, hey, if you do this, you and the people will go to their place in peace. God doesn't promise you a lack of trouble, but he does show you how to get peace. And that's what we need in our life. Could we give the Lord one more hand clap of praise? Now, in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, Jesus himself speaking. He says, come unto me. Come unto me. Jesus is given an invitation here, an invitation, principles that come from the Prince of Peace himself. We're wanting peace. It's going to come from the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace himself given principles here. He says, come to me, all you who are weary. And heavy laden, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. You still have to go through life. You still have to go through the problems. You can't quit work. You can't quit the things that are pressuring and putting pressure on you. You, you got to get this yoke is what Jesus is saying. Take my yoke upon you. A yoke is a piece of wood that kept the ox together so they plowed the field together in unison, going straight line together or however they went, they would be Together And Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing when you come to Jesus. Now, out on the farm, you know, if they, if they just had just, just a generic yoke, they would put it on that ox. And it might not fit exactly right. And sometimes when after a day's work, if that thing was rubbing wrong or if it was moving, if it wasn't on there quite properly or, or didn't fit just exactly right, they could plow all day and they'd come in and they'd be in. Injured from that yoke. The yoke added, added more work to them because it could bring injury to them if it wasn't fit exactly right. When you come to Jesus, it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's a measuring out to fit us properly. It's specifically for us. The yoke fits you perfectly so you can do the work and it won't cause additional pain or even wound you because it doesn't fit exactly right. No, it is a custom fit. Jesus is saying, I'm not telling you anything in this life is going to change for you, but there is a different way to go through it so that at the end of the day, it doesn't wear you out. It doesn't destroy you. It doesn't cause you harm that it wasn't meant to cause you. And learn from me, Jesus says, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He doesn't say for your bodies. He says for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So what is God's prescription to bring you peace instead of stress? Five ways for it. Five ways, and I told him this earlier that usually I'll do a three and three. This time it's just straight five, so it's not any longer, even though that number's bigger. So, so just exhale right now. We're okay. We're okay. All right, so five ways. It's actually smaller. Thank you. 
not things to go away, but for your capacity to increase so that no matter what comes your way, you're not crushed, you're not broken, you're actually able to stand up underneath it. So number one, here we go. Our capacity increases when we allow our bodies and our minds to recover. When we allow our bodies and minds to recover, our capacity increases. Just like if you're lifting weights or if you're working out, if you, you have some type of a, a, a regimen or a schedule, you know, you may do, you may do you know, chest and, and, and arms on, on a Monday. You may, do, you may do legs on a Tuesday. You may do back on a Wednesday. You, what are you doing? You're doing something different each day. Why? So that those muscles can have some time to recover and some time to actually build and to grow. It's, it, it's for your good. If you're wanting to, to expand these and you're wanting to grow these, there has to be time for rest and recovery. You wouldn't go and do your biceps Monday through Friday. You want to give them a time of rest and recover so they can build properly. The same goes for, for our, 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 our lives and you know, it's just like the, the story I used to tell about, about the buzzsaw, the guy that, that, that had an axe, and he could go really, really fast, and, and he thought that he, was, he, he could outcut anybody at chopping wood, and he'd go out there, and he, he was frantic, and he was strong, and he was fast, and, you know, for that first hour or two, he was, he was killing everybody as far as putting numbers up and, and chopping all these trees down, but, but, but the people that, that knew how to do it and, and took time to stop and sharpen their axe, uh, eventually they were passing up old buzzsaw because, because his axe got, uh, got dull and he'd chop away and he'd chop away and he'd swing away and he'd put all his energy into it but yet he was not effective because his axe was no longer sharp and what he had to learn to do was to stop and, and to sharpen his axe so that he could be more effective at what he was doing instead of just putting all his effort into it swinging a dull axe take some time out to sit down and actually sharpen the tool so that you can be more effective with what you are doing. A lot of times the picture of how we live our lives is we go through life and, and we're dull and we're swinging with all of our might and we're getting tired. It don't seem like we're effective at all because we are simply not rested and not rejuvenated and not allowing our minds and our bodies to recover. We need to talk less about chemical imbalances and more about the imbalances in the way we live our Lives. Some think, let me treat this or let me medicate this. But what we really need is a lifestyle change. A lifestyle change. Exodus 29 and 10 says you have six days in which to do your work. But the seventh day is a day of rest dedicated to me. Some are going too hard and, and just never stop to rest. You say, well, that's the Old Testament. Let's look into the New Testament. Hebrews 4, 9 through 11. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter into rest. That's not saying that there's a specific day for every single individual. It's a, it's a principle now, the day of rest, where your body and your mind needs rest and it needs recovery. You 
cannot just go on and on and on and never have that. Some of you need to look at your life and see what's draining life from you. And you need to pull back from that. Eliminate those things that have no place in your life. Because one of the keys for you to have capacity, you have to have time to recover. You have to have time to recover. God's prescription is rest. You come to church, you worship, you renew your life uh, to God. Muscles need recovery. They need time to build. Uh, so do you. Second way we increase our capacity. Our capacity increases when we know who we are. When we know who we are. Every time you don't know who you are, you begin to believe the narratives that play out in your mind that either other people have told you, other people have dictated you, or the devil has defined for you, or you've told yourself. And they go in your mind, and they rehearse in your mind, and you believe those things. And for a lot of people, you are under pressure right now. In fact, it's peer pressure because you're letting other people define who you are. Researchers say that we are the most narcissistic and low self-esteem society at the same time. You say, how can you be both of those things at the same time? That's what they say. And that's a combination that they say amplifies the mental triggers for anxiety, stress, and depression. We aren't trying to be something that we're not, folks. We got to be who we are. We got to be who we are. You're allowing everything else to get in your head rather than the truth of who God says that you are. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Eleanor Roosevelt said that. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. You sit around thinking and it's amplifying your thoughts. It's amplifying your thoughts. And if they're bad, stress is coming in. Galatians 6, 4, and 5, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride, that's a godly pride, in themselves alone. Here's the kicker. Without comparing themselves to someone else. That's where a lot of people fault. You look at other people's lives. You look at, other, at what you think other people's lives are. You compare yourself with other people's highlight reels. You compare yourself with their very best, and you think, I just don't measure up. My life's not near as good as theirs is. Their job's a whole lot better. They must have a whole lot more money than I do. Their car's a whole lot nicer than mine. Their family must be a whole lot better than mine because they're comparing with what they see or what they think they know. If you really knew what you were comparing them to, if you really knew what you're comparing, they're only putting out there. They're only telling you the good parts. They're only telling you the high points of their life. I say this a lot. Nobody posts, folks, when their son strikes out. Strike three. And you got the video and you post, my son just made the third out. You don't do that. It's the home runs. It's the doubles. It's when they excel. It's when they do good. And then you look at all these things that are the high notes, and you say, man, we just don't measure up. My kid must not be near as good as theirs. Where did I go wrong? Where did I fail? What, what, I must not be a very good parent. You know, my, my kid's not making all those grades. My, my kid's not getting that scholarship. And then you start comparing yourself one to another. I must not be a good parent. 
My job isn't as good as theirs. And you're comparing yourself one to another. And you really don't know even what you're, com- what you're comparing. You don't even have the truth of that. Don't do it. The Bible says it's unwise. Uh, continuing on there in Galatians 6. Without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own uh, load. You got to know yourself. The clearer you are about who God says you are. You are chosen by God. God handpicked uh, each and every one of you. He reached down. Called you out of darkness. Into his marvelous marvelous light if you are born again of the water and the spirit you are a child of the most high god and he wants good things for his children some of you have the wrong narratives going on in your head and that's why you're stressed you got the wrong story playing over and over and it's caused you stress your capacity will increase when you know who you are you are a child of god The third way our capacity increases, our capacity increases when we know what we were created to do. We know what we're created to do. The happiest people, folks, aren't the ones that have the least problems. Listen to me. The happiest people in life are not the ones with the least problems. It's a fallacy. The happiest people are the ones that have something in their life that they're doing That matters. They're doing something in life that matters. Their assignment is a distraction to their problems. They have problems. They have things that could cause them to be unhappy. But what they're doing in life outweighs the problems that they have. 2 Peter 1, 10, 11, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling. Confirm your calling. Get your purpose. Know your purpose. Your calling and election. Make them sure. For if you do these things, listen to what the word says. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And that's a guarantee from the word of God. If you do these things, you'll never stumble. Why? Because your eye is fixed. Why? Because you have purpose that outweighs all of the problems. If you do these things, you will never stumble. You will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But here's the problem. Your calling has a competitor. Your calling has a competitor. You need to simplify your life and give your time to what matters most. Simplify your life and give your time to what matters the most. The philosophy, the Western philosophy, and it's probably more than just in the Western. Uh, it's probably all over. But the philosophy of life is, is if one is good, two is better. If one dollar is good, two dollars is better. If a hundred dollars is good, two hundred is better. If one car is good, two is better. And the philosophy is is, is always get more. If one is good, then, then two, two is better. And that's what people think. But Ecclesiastes 4 and 6 says, better one handful with tranquility or with peace than two handfuls with toil and with chasing in the wind. 
with pressure on your life and you feel like you're coming down and ready to crack and ready to crumble and ready to break. Better is one handful with peace than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Never having rest, never having peace, but always reaching for more. Number four, our capacity increases when we're supported by others. Listen to me, folks. You are not an island unto yourself. The principle, and this is a principle that was created by God. Every description of a church is a group. It's not an isolation. It's not one person by themselves. It's a group. It is a church group. It is a church family, a family of people, a flock, a group. There is strength in numbers, not geographically. Not You can be in a, in a large auditorium with all kinds of people around you and still be alone. No, but you can have people all around you and be alone. That's not what we're talking about. Isolation is like number two in many studies. And then in number three and the rest, isolation is the cause of depression, stress, and anxiety. Isolation, number two in most studies, number three in the rest of the studies. Cause of stress, anxiety, it's isolation. And the Bible talks about in Ecclesiastes 4 and 8, it says there was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother, and there was no end to his toil. He is cracking underneath all of the pressure. Yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? If we go on in verse 9 through 12 there, it says two are better than one. Two are better than one now what we were talking about uh, just a moment ago was material things when we look at uh, we look at material things uh, you know one handful with peace uh, is better than two always chasing and always toiling and, and chasing at the wind but right here it's talking about relationships relationships you don't want to be isolated you don't want to be all by yourself he says here two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor if each Either of them falls down, one can help the other up. Pressure still comes. Problems still come. But if you aren't alone, you have more capacity to be able to handle it. You're not doing this by yourself. You're not out there battling all by yourself. you got somebody else to help you along. If one of them falls down, the other can help you up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though they may be overpowered, one may be overpowered. Two can defend themselves. Folks, that's why we push and say, get in a group. Get in a group. Get in a group. Don't do life by yourself. Do life together. Do life together. Cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Researchers say we're the loneliest society in history. Loneliest society in history. We made humans, what made humans great is we knew how to get together and we knew how to get things done. That's what made humans great, or at least that's what, that's what researchers say. But we, they say, are the first in society that have disbanded their tribes. We've disbanded their tribes. We've, we've gotten away of 
from getting together. So, so this is what they've come up with. This is what secular psychologists and secular psychiatrists have come up with. They feel like they have found a solution. And they think that they've come up with this. Uh, they didn't come up with it. It's always been. God knew it and God stated it from the very beginning. It's in God's word. Science thinks they figured it out. Uh, what God always knew all along. They call it, scientists do, uh, social prescribing. Social prescribing. They say do two things. There's two things that you need to do. They say you need to find some friends and do something meaningful together. Find friends and do meaningful things with those, with those friends. Folks, that's the church. That's the church. We band together. We are a family with a cause, a people with a purpose. We are together. We are unified with a purpose. The world is out there saying, you do you. You be you and you do you. Don't do you, folks. Let's be us. Be us. Be we. Be a part of a group. Be a part of the church. Get in a small group. Lots of different choices this fall semester. A lot of Bible groups. A lot of Bible study study groups. Remember, the ultimate goal of a group is you can get close enough to that, to that person, to someone in that group, that you're able to peel off the mask. You're able to peel off the mask and say, this is who I really am. This is my struggle. And you think the, you think the response back is going to be, Really? Really, that's who you are? It's not going to be that. It's going to be what? You too? You too? I thought I was the only one. Folks, get in a small group. Get in a small group and do life together. Pray one for another that you may be healed. That's the purpose for it. And I'm trying to help you today to increase your capacity. And folks, these are biblical Principles. I can't promise you times are going to be better. They probably will get worse. Times aren't necessarily going to get better. They, they, they actually get worse over time. Some things may get better. Some things will pass. But pressure and stress and trouble, it's part of life. There's things that happen that are just a part of life. Cars tear up and wear out. Refrigerators go out. Things, things break in life, and that's just sometimes the stress of life. Sometimes jobs have, have stress and pressure on them that, you know, you might not have signed up for at the beginning, but it's just a part of life. And what you need to do is increase your capacity to be able to stand underneath it and not bend and not break and not crack. The promise of the Bible is that He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the peace to be able to stand up under it. Number five, and lastly, our capacity increases when God is helping us. Capacity increases when God is helping us. Those first four things are things that you take the action to do. This thing is submitting. Submitting to him and allowing him to help you. Surrendering your life to God. Making him in charge. Making him in control. He's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. You know the whole, the whole is Jesus Lord. Is Jesus Lord. 
there's been a whole denomination that would knock on doors and, and they felt like if somebody would just mouth that Jesus is Lord that suddenly they'd be saved it's more than just vocalizing the words Jesus is Lord he's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all we could go down every row and ask every individual in this place is Jesus Lord and there's not a one that would say no he's not everyone would say yes Jesus is Lord but the actuality of individuals making him Lord of their entire life and just vocalizing the words he is Lord is two different things it's more than a mental acknowledgement it's more than just saying it is he Lord of everything he's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all by definition he is the Prince of Peace Prince the the word there is Tsar. It's, it's like Caesar, Caesar. It's, it, it's the one that's in charge. That's what it means. It's, it, it's Lord. It's chief. It's general. Prince of peace. Peace, shalom. It's a rest. It's tranquility. It's wholeness. It's completeness. It's contentment. It's, it's that greeting of peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. But he can't help you until he's in charge and that's where a lot of people falter it's where a lot of people go wrong I'm always amused when folks think it's just a touch of a statue just rubbing something or making some kind of a symbol with their hands or, 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 or whatever and just thinking that it's almost like a magic wand that you can just wave and, and be done and it's going to work for you it's not, it's, that's not how it is I'm amused when I see people I haven't seen them in months. And they show up, and then after service, they come up, Pastor, pray for me. I go to court this week. Okay. I'll pray for you. But understand, this isn't just a magic wand you can wave. This isn't something that just is an automatic, just a magic gift that, oh, okay, since you came one Sunday in, in the last six months and, and, and pastor's going to say a word and pray over you and everything's going to just fall in place and be all right. He's the prince of peace. If he's not prince in your life, if he's not Lord in your life, peace doesn't come. Peace doesn't come without him being Lord. You want him to help, but he's not Lord. Lord and peace go together. You can't have peace without him being Lord. Some of you are expecting something of God. and You haven't entered into relationship with him. He's got to be first. He's got to be first in order for you to have peace. He's got to be first in order for you to have peace. Psalms 4 and 8 says, I will lay down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Psalms 29 and 11, the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. His people, those that have made him actually Lord, he blesses them with 
with peace. Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The prince has principles. The prince has principles. And you cannot ignore his principles. It is found in the word of God. You follow God's way. You put God first. Then he'll bring peace. Most of our stress comes because we ignore God's principles. Let me summarize it into one thing. Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You put God first. Seek ye first. Peace comes when I put God first. Give God the first part of your day. We give him the first of our week. We're gathered together on the first day of the week to worship him. We give God. We give it to God. He's first. The first of our resources. We return it back to God. It's his. We put it first. We give it to God. He is first. First. We put you first, God. We make you Lord of all. And then peace. He is the prince of peace. Could you stand your feet with me all over this house? And I wonder if we could just, it's a lower key day, especially in this 11 a.m. one. If we could just gather around, around the front and reaffirm, reaffirm, God, I surrender myself to you all over again. Lord, you are first in my life you are first in my life prince of peace prince of peace you want peace uh, but if he's not first uh, if you're not in relationship uh, if you're not good standing with him that peace is not going to come and you'll crumble under that pressure you want to put him first you want to put him first and allow the peace of God which passeth all understandings to guard your heart and mind by Christ Jesus God we need peace we need peace we need peace help us to rest rest and, re and rejuvenate ourselves our souls and our bodies help us to know who we are in you we are a child of the most high God help us Lord to know our purpose to know our purpose and your plan and you've got a purpose for each and every one of us help us not to do life all by ourselves but to join up to link up link up with someone and do life do life together maybe join a group and do life with other other folks because we can't do it by ourselves we can't get it done alone and then finally make you Lord of all and when you are truly Lord the peace of God will come in to our our lives. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to receive it today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, reach out to him. Reach out to him. Reach out to him. Just surrender yourself and surrender your life. Surrender your heart to him all over again. Yes, Lord, you're first in my life. Yes, Lord, your way, not my way. Your word, not my
my thoughts, not my philosophy, God, but your way. I want to follow after you. You're Lord of all. You're Lord of all. All over again. All over again. I recommit my heart. I recommit my life. I put you first all over again. I surrender myself unto, unto you. Come on, reach out, reach out, reach out to him. Reach out to him, reach out to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Power, power, power. I need you.
Hallelujah. 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 Every hand up raised. Every heart focused on the Lord. Jesus, we love you so much. God, we pray right now. Prince of peace, that you speak peace to our hearts. Speak peace to our minds. Lord, these practical principles, God, help us to apply them. Help us to apply them to our life, Lord, that we might have peace. A peace that passeth all understanding because we understand the pressure may not stop. But God, give us the capacity, give us the ability, Lord, to be able to withstand it, to be able to stand under it and not crumble, to be able to stand over it and not bend, to be able to stand over it and not crack, and be able to stand under it and not break. God, grant it, I pray. Increase our capacity, Lord. Help us, Lord, to, to apply these practical principles in our life. And God, first and foremost, to surrender ourselves completely and totally to you and put you first in every part of our life. Not just one part, not just on a Sunday morning, but every part. Lord of all or not Lord at all. Jesus, we need you in our lives. I pray right now, God, for every heart, every mind, that the peace of God would minister and just flood their minds right now. In the name of the Lord, we need you, God. We can't do it on our own. We can't do it by ourselves. Help us, Lord, to apply these other things, not to be an islander to ourselves, not to be isolated, God, but to, to link up together with others, to join a group, to be a part, to belong together. That way, if, if, if one fall in a ditch, the other one can help them up out of it. Help us, Jesus, to have rest for our souls and, and rest our bodies and rest our minds, God. Let that be so. Let that be so. So there's a time of recovery, Lord. In the name of Jesus, help us, Lord, to know who we are. We are a child of you, Lord. We're a child of the Most High. We're, we're royalty, royal blood, joint heirs together with Christ. Help us, Lord, to know that we're called for a purpose and make our calling and election sure. Jesus help us to link in together and do it with others and then to trust in you solely and completely to help us and give us the strength that we need in Jesus mighty name in Jesus mighty name and if we could let's turn it to praise right now could we just praise him and thank him we just praise him and thank him together hallelujah 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 God you're great and greatly to be praised. We thank you. We worship you. We adore you. We praise you. Just a reminder, get online, sign up for a group. Groups will start this week. Mine will start tomorrow night. God bless you. God bless you. Have a blessed week this week. Have a blessed week this week. Solutions for stress. Apply them to your life. Apply them to your life. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Shake a few hands. Give a few high fives. Tell somebody you are glad to see them today. 